Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Just press play podcast. We got the Finally. same crew as always. We got yep. LJ sitting here and Pop sitting here, and yep. it's it's fresh. I think what that Duke Kansas game just ended about an hour ago. So I mean, <laughs> some of our takes may be a little fresh, but just get ready. I'm kind of breaking some rules. I don't, I'm breaking one of my rules on you know when you take the cookies out of the oven, you got to let them cool a little bit. We're kind of getting <laughs> into the cookies a little early. We're fresh. We're hot. <laughs> we'll show you what I'm we just got. Too excited. <laughs> So let's get to the best and worst of the week. So my best of the week is, so this weekend, the whole, I don't want to get real political, but the March for Our Lives event was going on this weekend. And one, it was just, to me, it was incredible to see a bunch of, in my eyes, I saw a bunch of kids realize, hey, we, if enough of us want to get together and do something, we could, we have a voice. We just, we have to do something about it. But what I really wanted to talk about was politics aside and forgetting your position on the argument. I hope that I one day have the passion and drive to do what Emma Gonzalez is doing. Yeah. Because when I watched her speech, I'm telling you, the hairs were standing up on my arm. Like it was for to see someone that young, I think she's 18, maybe 19, to see someone that young be that one well spoken. So she prepared for it. She was well spoken, that confident. That brave talking in front of, I don't know how many people were there, thousands, millions, the cameras. I mean, she's in front of everybody. And she was absolutely flawless. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a little shaky now. Just talk. I mean, it was, it it made, regardless of how you feel about the position, I just think I love seeing someone with the passion and the fire that she has for anything. Yeah. Whether it be basketball, music, politics, whatever. I just, to me, I loved it, and it's another reason why our country is awesome. Yeah. They're getting a conversation started about something they want going, and I think it was—I thought it was awesome, and shout-out to Emma Gonzalez. Well, and let me just uh, go on that a little bit because – so she gave her speech, what, and it took two minutes and 45 seconds, and then to have the 
intestinal fortitude to stand there quietly for four minutes and just let it resonate. I'm just telling you, that took a set. And I, wow, it was strong. It yeah. was an amazing statement that she made on the platform that she had. And, and props to, to Emma Gonzalez. I'm with you on that, Kev. That was, that was bad. Probably my best of the week, too. So very cool. L, do you have something? Uh, well, so I woke up, I think it was Wednesday morning, and I saw a headline. Uh, JPP to Tampa. So I didn't, I hate that you guys didn't talk to me about it first, but like, man, I'm looking forward to the weather. Wow. Um, I've got things I've got to do here. So you guys just let me know when I've got to be there. Wow. <laughs> so by the way, I was listening to a podcast and I, I kept hearing, they kept saying they were just kind of making fun of how the NFL was saying breaking news. JPP is going to like, a guy that's a decent defensive end is going for a fourth round pick is not that big a news like blockbuster trade, mm-hmm. but whatever. But I, they just kept saying JPP and <laughs> my ears perked up every single time. I was with you. The first time I heard it, I was like, what? JPP? Did it make your tail wag, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> it did almost as much as hearing that CBS song. But <laughs> You know, speaking of tail wagging, so I want to give a second best of the week and Dr. Gregory Burns, a neuroscientist from Emory University, had a thought. And he thought, what if I could train dogs to sit still long enough to do an MRI to where I could see what's going on in the dog's mind? And personally, I'm 1,000% <laughs> behind it because I'm all about, like, dogs, we just don't deserve dogs. True that. They're too good to us humans. True that. They're awesome. They love us. Even when we're, we, we could come home and for some reason we're just mad and we're addicted to them <laughs> and they're just going to like walk away and come back five minutes later and love us yep. unconditionally. Every time. So he got, multiple dogs have succeeded, but one of them was Truffles. Truffles has succeeded in this test <laughs> and he's one of the good boys that's done an MRI <laughs> and they can tell that he, they put two pictures up in front of him and he can tell the difference between a photograph and a real thing. Okay. So like they had a photograph of a giraffe and a real giraffe and he could tell the difference by the way his brain works, but they can't really determine if they can really think the way we think. I just, <laughs> I love dogs and to see that someone else, a, a, a really smart neuroscientist is spending his time trying to do MRI yeah. on dogs. I was like, shout out to you. Gregory Burns, <laughs> Dr. Gregory Burns. Oh, do you have a worst of the week? My bracket. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could all say that. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, I don't care. I, I've said this a million times and I'll say it one more time. This has been the wildest tournament ever. I'm telling well, but you. only on like you know one side of it, right? Like one side's pretty much going exactly how you expect it to. Yeah, and have, the other side is just batshit insane. <laughs> yes. And we got one verse one with Villanova and Kansas. And the other side's like, uh, I'm drunk. I need to go home. Yeah, and I'm sitting there on on the the right side of the bracket, thinking, "Oh, Seton Hall is going to make a play this year." <laughs> D- didn't even look at Loyola, you know. Whatever. <laughs> you know, this bracket has really been so. Last week, it was. I thought it would get. It would kind of fix itself. Yeah. But so last week, I thought this is what this is. Is someone went to the bar. The left side of the bracket, they went to the bar and they just got too drunk and they were acting an ass and going a little crazy. 
And someone tried to send, they, they were going to send them home and they'd come back this week and they'd come back to the bar and be just have fun and be a good bracket, but the right teams would win. Mm-hmm. Nope. They just went on a week bender <laughs> and he's still going. And Loyola and Sister Jean are still going. <laughs> I mean, it has been insane. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, in the championship, like the day after Easter or something like that. Just food for thought. It's next Monday. It's, I think it's April 2nd. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I saw Loyola gave up uh, losing for Lent. So. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> There's that. Well, <laughs> we'll dive deep into, into all the, the batshit crazy that's going on in a little bit. But dad, what, what do you, what do you have going for the worst of your week? Well, uh, since you mentioned dogs, um, they are wonderful creatures. Um, I don't think I've shared this with you, but so have you had those garlic habanero smoked wings at Hooters? Yeah, I have. Have I, have I shared this story with you? Have you heard this before? I don't think so. Well, when you have a dog and you finish your garlic <laughs> habanero wings and you put them in the trash bag, make sure the trash bag is secured tightly. Secure the bag. Secure the bag tightly. So, Buddy, <laughs> smelling those oh delectable garlic habanero <laughs> chicken wings, <laughs> and there were not much left. Let me just tell you, there were just bones, but... Yeah. You didn't leave much meat on, the, on, on that bone? There wasn't a lot of meat left on that bone, but there was apparently enough for Buddy to get into them. Oh. And so, he gets into them, spreads them all over the kitchen floor. Well, Tammy gets up and lets him out. And before she discovers this, when he comes back in, he goes straight to his water bowl and drinks, 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 <laughs> drinks, drinks, drinks. And so then he he comes back here to me while I'm getting my clothes on, ready to go to work. I think this was last Monday morning or whatever. And he looks at me and all of a sudden he kind of heaves once, heaves twice. Oh, <laughs> and there it is. Oh. Right you there. You got to see those habanero wings one more time. <laughs> right there on the white carpet. And um, yeah. Just to, give some, just to give the listeners a little bit of insight, there's hardwood floor all over the house, but he did it in the room where the white carpet was. Yeah, he wanted to get into the bedroom where I'm getting dressed where the white carpet is. And that's where he decided to, uh, you know. Blow chunks. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. Anyway, that was the worst of the week. Buddy oh. blowing chunks. Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm talking to you well, or to Buddy, but poor guy. <laughs> yeah, both of us. Hey, I can tell you, garlic habanero wings, they burn both times. Yes, That's they- just what I'll say. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had to deal with them again. <laughs> oh, all right. My worst of the week, it, it's simple. It's my gambling decisions. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> the first week of the tournament, I loaded up my account and got ready to make some parlays, some different games, some bets. I was all in. And uh, I won some, I'm sure, but I lost the majority of the money <laughs> that I deposited into my account. <laughs> and then this weekend, the team that me and a couple of partners purchased on a Calcutta, Purdue, they didn't fare so well. No. Our, our, the big man Haas went out after like three minutes of the first game they played and broke his elbow and he was done. But just in general, my gambling decisions have sucked. And then I see that on March 14th, which would be the day before the tournament started, I love just giving y'all stories of other people doing a lot better gambling because <laughs> I don't have them of myself. A better at William Hill, which is Nevada's largest sports book, 
bet $150 on Loyola Chicago to win the NCAA title. Wow. He is now two wins away from winning $45,000. Wow. That is... Well, I will I will say that's a big two wins he yeah, still got to go. Sure, for sure. But, I don't know what can, um, can he hedge? Like what can he do you know, Dad? I guess he could go put some money on, you know, the other three teams. That to me, that screams a bet that a guy like he graduated from Loyola Chicago, was having a little too much fun on Wednesday night, made a bet that was stupid, and woke up that next morning and was like, Why the hell did I put hundred and fifty on Loyola Chicago? And now he's sitting there <laughs> thinking my life could change forever. <laughs> it's just, and then there's me who just yeah. every single bet I make, you should just do the opposite. Cause I'm just dead wrong on all of it. All right. And now want to get on to a few layup topics. So I've always thought there is life outside of us, like extraterrestrial life, uh-huh. but aliens have to exist. I don't know if y'all saw, I th- there's a, a story that came out. In 2003, they discovered this skeleton of what they called Ada or Ada. I don't know. It's A-T-A. It was discovered yeah, in a yeah. town in Chile. I had never heard about this until just recently. Well, Ada is what I'm going to call her. I'm going to call Ada a six. She's a six inch tall human. She's the size. No, it, six inches six tall. Six inches. So yeah. it's, the, it's yeah. as long as a human fetus, but it has like a, a skull that's like a head and its body is like a person. Like it doesn't make sense. And the researchers that found it explained this six inch skeleton as a six year old. The bones were that of LJ. And you correct me if I'm wrong on some of this, but sure. the bones were dense or something. A radiologist said the bones were that of a six year old. So yeah. this six year old human is what we're saying because it's not an alien, maybe is six inches. I think it's, yeah, it's not an alien, I think. Yeah, now they're saying, and some scientists that have studied Ada say that instead of it being an alien, this is just a child that had multiple genetic mutations. Yeah. But it's it's got to be, I, I've never heard of, which I haven't done a lot of study into it, but that many mutations, like that seems wild. And so they're saying- Well, it, it is was, wild, but humans have existed for a long time, right? Like chances are something wild is going to happen at some point, you know? Statistically- Crazy things happening is not as crazy as you think. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying it seems like what at first I thought, man, it's got to be a tough job to be an alien debunker because there's all these people that just want to go. Yeah, there's aliens. There's UFOs. Actually, I've come to the conclusion that is the easiest job and that all you have to do is just go. No. Yeah. No. Not not an alien. That's a human. Because <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty easy job because we haven't seen an alien. I mean, I think I agree. I think there's got to be something out there. I think it's kind of selfish to think that this whole big universe and we're the only thing that's ever existed is the things on this planet. But I don't think we've got any contact with any of them. And I don't think, you know, a skeleton that we find in Chile is. You don't think maybe that was. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to debunk aliens because I don't think they're messing with us too much. Unless, of course. Someone like Elon Musk or someone like Albert Einstein, those are aliens who are just here to protect us for when we inevitably start a nuclear war. They're just going to like come in and save the day and then and then just fly away again on their on their roadster. (laughs) Well, I just I don't know. We see UFOs or these things that we call UFOs and the description behind why that's not aliens is, oh, people are just crazy. And they're like. Area 51 doesn't exist. Oh, well, actually, it does exist, but that's a defense project. Don't worry about it. And then we see this six-inch-long human-looking thing with an elongated head and 12 ribs instead of eight. And we're just like, no, that's a Chilean girl that had some genetic mutations. Don't worry about that. That's a human. 
I don't know. It just seems seems a little odd to me. I mean, it is odd, but that doesn't mean that it's an alien. I think the easiest thing to do would be like, say, oh, this is unexplainable by everything. And then just assume it's got to be an alien, you know, like conspiracy theories are easy. I'm going to sleep OK either way. So <laughs> true. Not Fair a big enough. deal to me. True. Fair enough. True, true. So. Did y'all read about what my boy, I, I want him to be my boy because I just want to be friends <laughs> with him. Ninja, the Fortnite guy. <laughs> what about him? How much he makes. Playing Fortnite? How much does he make? A lot. <laughs> I, I believe it's like he, he reported that he makes over 500000 a month playing a video game. Oh, I'd take that. <laughs> what did you, did you see the dude? I mean, he's got like green, blue-green hair. He looks odd, but he is super articulate. I mean, he is an intelligent guy. Um, I was impressed just, with him. I'll just throw it out there. 500000 slightly more than my day job pays and this podcast pays put together. Barely. Just barely. Yeah, just barely. It's, it's tight. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been a, I've never tried to watch any one game or anything. And I know you have a little bit, LJ. Yeah. And I, my first thought was, wow, because I was, I was good at like NCAA, rest in peace to the best game ever. But I was pretty good at like NCAA. And I always thought if I really put the time in, maybe that's, that's the profession I should have, should have chosen. You think so? But tell me why that's, that's just. Yeah, no, that would have been, that would have been dumb because uh, you think about like, think about how good you did online in NCAA, right? What was like, what was your win percentage ish? I don't know. When I was in in my prime NCAA (laughs) plane. Yeah. (laughs) The good days. Yeah. Back before. Topics people want to hear about. When I was really good at NCAA. Back before you tore a ligament in your thumb. I went on a 19 game winning streak and I was like 21 and seven at one point. Okay. So. Felt pretty good about myself. So think about like playing basketball at the Y at Fort Smith, right? Okay. All right. So you're 21 and seven playing some three on three down there. Do you think yeah. that the Bucks are going to give you a call? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also don't spend. I'm just saying if I really spent all my time, I would be a lot better than 21 seven. That was just in my off time. I was, <laughs> well, but I, I think that's the thing, though, is to Julian Edelman at Kent State. Someone who's really good at video games. They they don't spend six hours a day on it. Like you think about like, what's the, what is a, what does a football player do is there in high school and they go to class for about, you know, seven hours a day. They work out for about two, they practice for about two and then they watch film for like one. So they're spending like five hours a day on their craft. But you think about yeah. video gamers, that's like the most addictive thing you can do. So those people are spending 14 hours a day practicing their video games. Plus they've got God given strengths that you don't have, such as um, the ability to, line up a, a sniper shot and pull a trigger just faster than your brain can fire. Like you can do tests and see what your ability to click on a thing as soon as it appears is. And like pro gamers are generally about 50% faster than a normal human being is. And wow. you look at games like Starcraft is the one that I was really into. And the the barrier to entry, there are so many things that you've got to know. Like you've got to be able to uh, keep your economy going well enough that you can just send out a unit to see any glimpse of the opponent that you can. And then you have to know if they built this building in this spot, what does that mean? What seven things could they be doing? And how can I counter six of those seven to be safe? And uh, all that's happening. You've got to click, you know, things to make your economy up and have an army ready to go. You got to click about 300 times a minute to keep up with the best, which is you got to click five times a second. So we're talking about superhuman ability to hit buttons on top of, knowing a game like chess forwards and backwards and playing speed chess like so you're saying you don't 
when I think of like the bat- basketball, yeah, I look at Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry, and even though they're not crazy tall, I'm just like they're just their talent is so much better than mine. Like that, I was never going to be that ever in a million years. But when I see a guy gamer, yeah, I mean, maybe if you had shot basketballs for like 20 hours a day since you were six, you might be up there with Steph Curry. But yeah, we're yeah. What is it? Ten thousand hours? Uh, what is that? The uh, you got to put ten thousand hours into 10, your craft. Hours makes you. But the other thing to think about, though, is shooting a ball into a hoop is something that you can always practice and will always be useful in the game of basketball. Video games move on, and so like you can't just be you can't be the best player at Call of Duty one because nobody cares. We're on Call of Duty sixty five or whatever, and you gotta you know you gotta evolve your game faster than than the games change you know so are one i think you've opened my eyes to the gap between me and professional basketball players is similar to the gap between me and a professional game like it's just say so you're nowhere close you just don't realize how much better they are than you but are you trying to it sounds like you might be making the case that the, the gap between me and the professional gamer might be bigger than the gap between me and lebron james well okay i might not be saying that but but I'm not okay, I'm saying okay, it's okay. not terribly far from it. I mean, I watched this video um, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But this guy played uh, Super Smash Brothers. Um, I know, you know, it, Kevin, I don't know if you know that game. Dad, hey, but yeah, it's like a fight him game. Kirby, you're a cheat. <laughs> and so he played Super Smash Brothers against it, it was like the a normal guy like us who plays maybe on weekends with their friends or whatever versus somebody that's like, I think, top three in the world or something like that. And uh, they played on the caveat uh, that we're going to play 10 games and then you're going to take a shot in between each game. And I don't believe that the normal person got a single kill. It was he just wiped the floor with them all game long, playing with them, toying with them, letting them get close and then just destroying them. Because it's just like it's like humans playing with ants when you look at programmers playing with people like me. You know, that's that's how we play Super Smash Bros. Back at the back with all the homies, <laughs> except for Lane just ends up falling off the map every time because he can't keep up. <laughs> all right. So the next thing I wanted to touch on was, I don't know. I know, Dad, you were a fan, right, of Mike Bibby? I yeah, Mike Bibby. Yeah. Former former king. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember watching uh, the only the, when I first remember Mike Bibby was watching the Kings play the Lakers way back in the day. It was like Shaq, Kobe, Lakers, and Mike Bibby was with Weber and Peja and a few others. But allegedly, I watched a video, and I can put the video in the show notes. But it's just only you only see that they actually shot, they played basketball, but you can't actually see them playing. But Mike Bibby, a former All Star in the NBA, yeah. while he was watching practice of his his kid was at like a youth practice somewhere, and he just saw these guys playing in the gym, so he walked up and he said his name was Chris and asked <laughs> if he could jump in their game at twenty one. And apparently, according to his daughter, schooled the guys, which I'm sure he did. I mean, yeah. I'm sure six yeah. one Bibby schooled him. <laughs> but I just thought if I was a former pro athlete. This is something I would do once a week. Oh, I would yeah. just show up and be yeah. like, especially if you're not like super recognizable, like Bibby. Like if you're if you're LeBron, you can't just show up at a park and say like, "Can right. I get in?" Six but, eight LeBron with the broad <laughs> shoulder. Yeah, like you're you're not surprising someone, but a six foot Mike Bibby might can go. Hey, I'm Chris. Yeah. Can I hoop? Oh man, that'd be so much fun yeah. if to have that ability and do it. Well, that'd be like that guy playing Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like him no, I would. going, hey, can I jump on a game with you? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then he just beats the living <laughs> crap out of you. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, if I were a pro athlete, that yeah, I agree with you. Once a week, I'd be at some park, even not even playing my sport. I'd just be like, if I'm a pro athlete, I'm just having fun schooling people at whatever. Yep, me too. 
Also, little side note, I don't think people realize, and I don't think I, I even realize, but just the, the people that not even go pro, just like the guys we watch playing on college basketball, the guys yeah. that are on the bench that don't even touch the court, if they ever got to the, the Y at Fort Smith, like yeah. you mentioned, if they yeah. ever showed up with me at the Y, they would just run that court and make <laughs> all of us look so dumb. So if I was one of those people, I'd show up and I'd act like I'm a nobody and I would just make all those fools look dumb. Man, and you know what you could do is you could be like the the Robin Hood of the basketball court and come in and you know that worst guy that you were talking about weeks ago. You could come in and just make him look foolish and walk away and like make the court a better place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Follow your shot. Yeah, watch this. <laughs> follow this. <laughs> I got something you can follow. <laughs> so, moving on. LJ, you brought up something that I thought was interesting. It's conversation topics. So, I want yeah. you to... Well, so, I was just thinking about the other day about all the things that people like to talk about that nobody wants to hear about. Like, I want to talk about my fantasy football team every single year. But I don't want to hear a damn thing about your fantasy football team. It means nothing to me. I have no frame right. of reference. It's irrelevant. I don't care. Um, so I was trying to think of some other ones. And uh, I think uh, like uh, your dog's Instagram account is something that I've seen enough times to just be like, I don't I don't care. I don't. I'll like look at two pictures of your dog. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't want to hear about, you know, if your baby is close to talking, that's yeah. that's useless. Yeah. Um, I don't want to hear about your dream. 46 months old. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And when can we stop measuring in months? Like, what's the age where it's like, let's start using years for babies, because I don't want to do all that math all the time, you know? Um, Uh, If we're actually making rules, it's two, but we're not going to we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, I think. um, But yeah, I don't know. There's just something I don't know. Is there anything you guys can think of that people should just not? Talk about. <laughs> mm, yeah, I would well, I would say your fantasy football team is one because I care about mine. I couldn't give a rat's ass about yeah. yours. You know, who do I, I guess get to your start? Brackets, your bracket's yeah. the same thing, say, Kevin. I have a relevant one for yeah. you. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh, I had Loyola winning one. <laughs> cool. I don't care about the one upset yet because you're not mentioning that you also had Seton Hall beating Kansas in the <laughs> second round, but that doesn't look so good either. Yeah. Uh, that just, yeah. And I'm, I'm guilty. I am, yeah. but. No one cares about the one upset you got right and the seven that you're yeah. not mentioning that you got wrong. Well, and speaking of which, I thought of uh, one upsmanship. I, I know I've mentioned this before. I well, I don't know about on the show, but like the person that you know, you say like, "Oh man, I got six hours of sleep last night, so I'm a little tired," <laughs> and then they'll say, "Oh, that's that's really cool." Well, I slept uh, three times since 1969, so I totally understand how you're so tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, shut up. Just either feel sympathy for me or move on. I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to hear. Either go, I'm sorry, yeah, or shut up and move yeah. on. I don't want It's not a contest. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. So are we saying you just shouldn't talk about your lack of sleep or don't want to? I think it's okay if, if you're asked, like, you know, like if you say like, oh, man, are you okay? And you're like, well, I just didn't sleep really well. And then you can even commiserate. But like, I don't know. There, There is a limit to like it does. You can tell when somebody's trying to tell you that you don't. You don't know how bad it can be. So is is this okay when a when a superhuman mentions it? 37, 10, and 8 for yourself. Besides that three and a few jumpers, a lot of your work was done at the rim. What does that take out of you and then to have the energy left to knock that three down? <laughs> um, I don't know how I came away with the energy because I only got like three hours of sleep last night. <laughs> um, kind of been a little bit under the weather and I... <laughs> 
Just couldn't sleep last night with the early game and kind of messed my routine up this morning. <laughs> so LeBron James drops 37 and 15 and 8. And I actually only got like three hours of sleep, so I don't know how yeah. I was so good. <laughs> that's uh, that's like when they ask you, like, what's your what's your uh, worst quality in a job interview? And you're like, well, I just sing too beautifully. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree with you, though. I've been... I don't know if I've been the one-ups person, but I know I've been in the position where I get to work and I'm clearly sluggish and someone's like, is everything all right? And you're like, yeah, man, it's just, I only got like two hours of sleep last night. And someone's like, oh, really? Because I didn't <laughs> sleep. I had a final and I didn't yeah. sleep at all. And you're like, well, I'm sorry. That sucks too. We both are miserable. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I hate it when people do that one-upsmanship. Yeah. So I've got two debit cards and both of them have chips on them. And I like the idea of the security of it, but I figured out exactly why it's the worst thing to ever happen. <laughs> Enlighten me. So you start off, you start off and you like, you go to the grocery store and they're like, okay, that'll be $67 or whatever. And then you, uh, you go to the thing and you, first off, you don't know, am I supposed to swipe it or I'm supposed to chip it because it's different at every other store. Right. Yes. And then you stick the chip in, you have to wait for the cashier to hit a button. And then you have to decide if you want to donate a dollar to a homeless pet. <laughs> and then it thinks for a second. And then you have to, uh, type in, do you want cash back? And I usually don't. So I hit no. And then the, it thinks for a second, cashier has to hit another button. And then I have to uh, wait for the cashier's button to go through. Then I type in my pin and then I wait for another two seconds. It's like they're all very short waits. But then um, after I type in my pin, it then starts beeping at me like I have, I don't know, kicked its dog or something. And uh, I have to take out my card now to turn the airbags back on or something like that. And so I spend all this time like having to focus. And like if either me or the cashier drops the ball for a second, it doubles the entire length of the transaction. Or if I mess up my pin, Star back over <laughs> doubles the length of the entire per transaction. I'm just sitting there focused. And back in the day, you swipe, which is an inherently fun motion. You True. type in your it's pin. Fun to swipe. You, it's fun to swipe. <laughs> you type in your pin. You uh, say you don't want cash back. And then you guys just wait. And maybe you wait for five seconds longer, but I don't have to pay attention to anything. I don't have to know that the cashier is supposed to hit a button right now. I just... I chill, the receipt starts printing, and then I leave. So the chip is ruining grocery shopping. I know when you when you're getting ready to pull that card out, that chip, well, it gives you an obnoxious sound. It's like yeah. hur, hur, hur. pull your chip, pull your card out. And I hate that. It's like, what did yeah. I do wrong? I hate that. When they tested, like if you put a more pleasant sound, people leave behind their cards because you have to leave your card in the whole time. Like you can't be done with the transaction until you're totally done. Like it's well, so it was funny. You brought this up the other day, and the day before you brought it up, I went through it at Walgreens. I put my card in, and Walgreens is different than every other place. Normally, it says, like, do you want cash back first? And I have to click no. Well, Walgreens is like, English, yes or no. Instantly, I press no. And then all of a sudden, it was all in Spanish, and I couldn't read it. So I had to press, like, I was like, I don't know what it's saying. And she was like, all right, we'll have to cancel it. And, like, all of a sudden, there's, like, six people behind me. And I'm buying three things at Walgreens because I just stopped in there to go get a Gatorade and a Butterfinger and something else and some batteries. And now I'm, I'm taking forever. And it's because this daggum chip. And I, I'm with you. I like the security of it, but it just 
there's got to be a better way. And then it, and then it causes the small talk, which is just. Well, it's the amount of focus you got to have from both sides that kills me. Like you got to be because everybody's waiting behind you. And so, you know, if it's sitting there waiting for you to hit yes, that's so embarrassing. You know, you're sitting there, you know, there's six people over here waiting to go through and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry here. I'll, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I feel very self-conscious about holding people's day up. There's also something about, and I, I saw this on Twitter one time, but there's something about like, it, this is the life of a college student swiping that card and it's your debit card, but you're swiping it like it's a gift card and you don't know if there's money on it or not. You're just kind of swiping <laughs> and hopefully it goes through, you know, and now you got to stick the ship in. It's just, it, it ruins it. It's a it chore. It. It's a chore to spend money, which is probably a good thing. I guess. Let's be honest. But <laughs> All right, I have a question for you guys. All right. With March Madness, and I was watching the game the other day. I don't know if if uh, Texas A and M just forgot to make the trip to Los Angeles to play Michigan in the first game of the Sweet Sixteen, yeah. but they got clobbered. I mean, they got beat by. I think Michigan just made another three in that game just now. But <laughs> and like A and M's A and M's big guy Robert Williams, who's like really. Got a lot of potential. He's tall, 6'11", athletic. I think he declared for the draft at the under-16 mark in the first half. Like, he was already gone. <laughs> yeah. But, so they got me. They got beat. They got rolled by 20. But they made it sweet 16. Shout out to the Aggies, whatever. Screw them. I'm a woo pig. But would you rather lose a game in heartbreak like, like Duke just did? Like, we just watched, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Would you rather lose like that, get to overtime on a shot, you almost won it in regulation that went in and out, and then lose in overtime? Or would you rather just go ahead and – Rip the bandaid off and lose as a fan. Well, if you're asking me, I would rather lose on a heartbreaker as a fan or as a player. I want to be in the game. I want to be in the game. And if if I'm in the game and I gave my best and you beat me, I'll walk off the court. I'll shake your hand. If you beat me like a drum, I'm just pissed off. I'm just pissed yep. off from the get go. So, yeah, second place through 64th place sucks. That's it. Um, so it's not <laughs> like it feels better to get beat worse. You know, it's not like. Because at that logic, you know, I wish I didn't get asked to be in the tournament because I wasn't going to win it all. Like, I want to be I want to be able to get close enough to where I can have an actionable plan. You know, I want to be able to blame it on myself. And I want to if I'm going to lose, it, I want to lose it close. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm going to. So I'm I'm a Duke fan. Y'all both know that I'm not like a, I'm an Arkansas fan. That's who I live and die by. That's who really hurts me mm -hmm. when they lose. Duke. They, like, I'm not hurt right now. But if they would have just went ahead and been down by 20. Then we could have turned the, turned the game off and started record started getting our pod going, you know, start talking some, about some random things. But since it was close, you know, I watched the whole thing. I'm like, man, I watched the whole thing just to see the team I really wanted to win lose. And if you're an AM fan, you could have turned that thing off at halftime because it was OVA. OVA. It's true. I, I don't know. I think I think I'd rather just, you know, the heartbreaking losses are tough. You don't get over though. Like you wake up, that's almost like a hangover. You wake up the next morning, you're like, wow, if that 18 minute replay that they did at the end of that Duke Kansas game would have went our way. Then. You know, but I think one of the things you talked about before on the show is that, you know, the, the greats have that chip on their shoulder and you know, it's a really good chip on your shoulder. Barely losing, barely losing last year. Yeah. yeah. Always. I'd always rather yeah. just barely lose or I just want to know I gave my best. And if you beat me and I gave my best, yeah. I'm okay with that. And I'll relive it. Like you're talking about Kevin. I'm sure I will, but I hate getting beat like a drum. I hate it. And it happens a lot. So, <laughs> you know. On that note, let's get into a little uh, basketball talk. And so Michigan won huge. That was a big win for them. But 
What? Why do teams, it seems like no college team knows if they should or shouldn't foul. Dad, have you noticed that at all? Like, it just is insane. Well, was which game was it? Was it, because uh, you mentioned it, we were texting. Yeah. And, Florida State, uh, Michigan. Florida State, Michigan. It was in why, multiple games, but. I, why didn't they foul? I mean, it was obvious. Foul, you still have a chance. I want to say they were down by six. I think so. Uh, well, so, so Florida State, they are, let me look at it. I have it written down. They fouled. They hit a three to make it a three-point game with a minute and 17 left. Or I think it was a four-point game with a minute and 17 left. And then they went and fouled Michigan. And Michigan went down and missed the yeah. front mm-hmm. end of a one-and-one. One. So Florida State got the ball right back. And Florida State went down, jacked up a three, and missed it. And then they, 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 they randomly, so Michigan gets the ball and they dribble. And they dribble, and they're gonna, there's still like a minute left. So you could just play defense and... Try to just see if you stop him. Like, that's logical thinking. But they let it go for 18 seconds, and then they decide to foul him. Yeah, why let that 18 seconds like, well, go? Either foul him right when they inbound it, save the time, or don't foul him. Pick one. You can't – like, that doesn't make any sense. Were they waiting on somebody and to get the ball that's a bad free throw shooter? Possibly. That might have been it. But let's get into Michigan's free throw shooting, and that gets into the, the end of the game. Michigan's as a team, shoots – 66% from the free throw line, which ranks 326 out of 351 qualified wow. teams. So they're not good at shooting free throws. But down four with 15 seconds left, Florida State scores to get them down four, and they just let Michigan inbound it and run out the clock. Like, I guess they're going to try to stop them, but you don't realize that the shot clock's now turned off yeah. and the game ends. And it just... It it, it it seems like you're quitting if you don't foul there. And this was this was uh, Leonard Hamilton after the game when asked about it by Dana Jacobson. Coach, take me through the final seconds of this game. Why didn't you guys foul? Uh, what are you talking about? Down the stretch there, the end of the game, the final seconds, 11 seconds left down the do, clock. Do you think that the game came down to the final seconds of the game? I'm asking you, though, why that decision in the final seconds of the game? The game was over. You didn't think your guys could get back in it, put them on the line you if they miss those shots? I mean, but 15 seconds of what, what were we down? Put them on the line, they miss a few shots. And then he walks off. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. He, he since apologized for the way he reacted. But why? I mean, why wouldn't you foul? Well, I don't know. I mean, we send them to the I, line. They're terrible at free they're, throws. They're, yeah, they're the, one of the worst teams in the NCAA at free throws. Why wouldn't you foul? And I, I don't know why he acted like that. I, that makes no sense well, to me at all. One of the things I did see, though, is it felt like, and maybe it's just because I don't watch enough, or maybe you know it's sound strategy. But I was really frustrated watching Florida State try to they they were shooting for fouls instead of shooting for buckets. Like um, Savoy was yeah. throwing a shoulder into somebody when he had an open three. And instead of trying to take the shot, he was trying to make sure he got three free throws. And um, there was a layup where they were coming down the middle of the lane, looked like he had it. And then he tripped over nothing trying to get a foul. It looked like to me. Um, So I think there's a possibility that maybe coach was thinking these guys don't want it. They don't want to play basketball. They want to get away with something. They want to win off a technicality. So, you know, maybe he just feels like they lost that game mentally before you even start. Yeah. I do think that I, I agree. It happened in that game, and it's happened in general. Teams just, instead of trying to make a good three-pointer, they just try to draw a foul for the three-pointer, and refs know what you're doing. Well, They're not dumb. And generally, I would imagine hitting three free throws is higher percentage than hitting a three, but you got to want to make that shot because otherwise, I don't know. It just it looked like really, 
really crappy basketball to me. I just did not. Just I didn't think they had it in them to win. Just a, uh, a stay so. woke moment for all you out there. The line was Michigan minus four and a half, and Florida State didn't foul, which would have made the lot. If they would have made one of those free throws, it would have gone to five. Hmm. Just saying. Hmm. So that's why he decided it was over. There's probably some people in Vegas that were pissed off that he didn't foul. Hmm. I bet so. No, no. Let me tell you something I noticed out of that game. So number zero, I think, is Phil Kofer. Yeah. Is that his name? He is the only guy. He's wearing nutters. I mean, have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. he, everybody's the wearing the long. Did you watch the Duke game? This yes, guy's bad. I didn't see short shorts. They were wearing Daisy Dukes in the in the Duke game. Oh, they're bringing yeah, it back. My man Marvin Bagley wears short shorts. Malik Newman wears short shorts. We'll talk about him in a minute. But I just thought they were tall and they couldn't get shorts to fit them. Maybe, but Cooper's. <laughs> I mean, his are like form fitting. It's like gross. It's like put some long britches on, man. <laughs> Jeez. I'm telling you, athletes now, some of them in college are doing like, you can tell they roll up their shorts. Like, you can see it's rolled up. And they're where they like I did see like that. Of, yeah. Five. Like, they wear short shorts now. Yeah. It's weird. I've seen a bunch of the tags poking out back. So, yeah, you're right. They're rolling up that waistband. I mean, it makes oh. sense. Uh, Dennis taught Charlie how much, uh, how much range of motion you can get with shorter shorts. <laughs> <laughs> they're just listening to Dennis. Yeah. And another game, speaking of Fallon, Kansas State, who they just never really – shout out to Kansas State and Bruce Weber. They, the fact that they made it this far with their best player, Dean Wade, not playing at all. A 6'10 guy that averages 16-6 and six and is their, is their star. Didn't play all tournament and then made it to the Sweet 16. So that, that's impressive. That team's coming back day. too, right? Yeah, a lot of them are coming back. But they lost to the Cinderella's, the Fighting Sister Jeans. I mean, <laughs> wow. Oh, hold on. That was Sister Jean that made that $150 bet in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, right. And she's got she's got the big man on the hotline. Oh, I'm connecting some dots here. But so they they fouled. They were down 14 with a minute left or like 30 seconds left, and they were still fouling because you just don't quit. I think you instill that. But what were your what are your thoughts? They're going Loyola Chicago in the final freaking four. Love it. I love thoughts. it. I'm so excited about it. What, do you realize they're only the fourth 11 seed? The lowest That's the lowest seed to ever make the Final Four is an 11. There have only been four, three others, LSU in 86, George Mason, George Mason in 06, and VCU in 11, uh, and then Loyola Chicago in 18. Uh, there's been one 10 seed make it. That was Syracuse in 16. There's been one 9 seed make it, Wichita State in 13. And there's been five eight seeds make it, including the one eight seed that's won the whole tournament. Do y'all remember who that is? Nope. Who is it? It's probably UConn when you won some money off of it. Villanova with Ed Pickney. They beat Georgetown in oh, 1985. The, they made it as the an greatest upset ever, right? Is that up? That upset's the, better, may, arguably better than the UMBC one, right? Well, I mean, it was in the final game, yeah, and everybody expected Georgetown. I mean, that's Patrick Ewing, Georgetown. Didn't they um, play the perfect game? That Shot game. like 70% from the field? They did. They, I want to say they may have shot 79, 80% from the field. It was amazing. Um, but, yeah, wow. yeah. So, wow. so they're among the lowest seeds to ever make the final four. Uh, I didn't realize this. Do you know they rank second nationally in field goal percentage? At fifty one point four percent, and they've got five guys: Loyola, Mar- Loyola Marymount. That I'm sorry, that goes back to Hank Gathers way back in the day. 
Um, but Loyola Chicago has five guys in double figures. That damn Richardson and uh, is it Custer that have played together since yeah. the third grade? And Richardson was on fire. And wow. then they got a, gosh, what is it? Is it Towns? Towns and, and Dante Ingram. And, and Ingram. I mean, they got guys that can score all over the court. And and we finally have a potential uh, Kevin Pitsnoggle award winner, by the way, with uh, Cameron <laughs> Crutwig. And, and I have to say, Cameron Crutwig, who is a 6'9", 260-pound I mean, I'm sorry. the The Kevin Pitsnoggle Award annually goes to a big corn-fed white boy that can pass the ball <laughs> and make a shot. And Crutwig fills the bill. He's very versatile. He's a good passer at that high post. Um, that John Teske with Michigan is an honorary mention, but he's seven foot one. You got to really kind of have a four. If I don't want a guy playing with his back to the basket, I want somebody that can face up. And I'm just telling you, this year's – I'm just announcing it right here for everybody that's listening. This year's Pitsnoggle <laughs> Award winner is Cameron Crutwig, 6'9", 260 pounds for Loyola, Chicago. He's our well, winner. Congratulations to him. That's a spectacular news. <laughs> I know he'll be amazed to hear that. So, LJ, you can go ahead and tell him that we have <laughs> crowned him the 2018 Kevin Pitsnoggle Award winner. It, you know, Pops, I think you got – a little bit of competition. I think he's a nominee because another guy on the same team on the Ramblers, Mr. Carson Shanks, who's like a seven foot senior from, he transferred from North Dakota. He's like seven foot 270. And his nickname, this is one reason why he's up for the award, just because it's the best nickname. Names are important for the pit snuggle. Big Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Big Fudge. Wow, that could be an award hey, on its hey. own right there. Um, there might be a, there might become a big fudge award. But he also a big fudge award. <laughs> he's important. He knows his role. His role is to come be a big, warm, breathing body in the paint, and he does a good job <laughs> of doing that. Well, so does that open up the nominees again, or are you still decided on I'll the tell you what, award? Usually, it was a little early to award. The Pit Snoggle Award. Okay. Usually you wait until the final weekend. I was just so taken with Mr. Crutwig. <laughs> I, mean, I hate to have to call him back and tell him he didn't well, get it. I think he already he's already spent that I money. Tell you what, with I mean, with a guy named Big Fudge from South Dakota. That, I mean, he he's at least in the it. conversation. Okay. So, well, that's the great thing is the fighting sister. I mean, Loyola. <laughs> Is still playing. Ramblers. So, so we get to watch him for another week and hopefully for two more man, games. Maybe just one. Man, I'd watch him every single week. They're so much fun to watch. It's like it's like watching Barcelona kicking the ball around. Like they just pass. They don't force anything. They use up the shot clock. Just making make a pass. It's beautiful. I love it. Well, and so I wanted to get on that, and we'll we'll I think we'll have to hold the pit snoggle at least for a week. Okay. We'll give you an update on that. In we'll, a week. we'll update but, next week. <laughs> But their style of play, and I wanted to get, I want to bounce this off you, Dad, because I think you might have a response. But Porter, their coach, is a disciple. He's from Loyola, Chicago. I think he went to school there, or he's from that area. But he was the assistant coach. Yeah. (laughs) He was the assistant coach for Rick Majerus, who did Rick Majerus pass away, Dad? Yeah, I think it was in 11. I, I was a big fan of Rick Majerus. Uh, well, Majerus was bringing a new offense that was kind of – it's kind of what the NBA is doing now, and it was the college getting ahead of the game and playing this four outside, one inside game where – and it's what Loyola does now. They have they have either Big Fudge or, or Crudwig. Crud, Crudwig in the middle. 
And then Ingram is really their forward, but he's kind of a guard that just is a little mm-hmm. tall. They have four guys that can all dribble, pass, shoot, hand. I, they, they all can handle the ball, and so it just changes your game because you – if they get a big man on them that can't move laterally, they'll blow by them. And their game's just so fun to watch because none of them – and what, do they play four games now, three or four games? It's been a different guy every game because they, it, they mm-hmm. don't – it's not one-star players. It's just the open guy takes the shot every time. Gosh, it's yeah, so it was fun Ingram, to watch. And then I, the other, is the other guy Towns? I, I keep Towns forgetting. made the Marcus big Towns. shot. Custer made the big shot. Custer Richardson. Richardson I mean, went and lights out. I think he's still hitting he was, shots right now. That dude wouldn't yeah. miss. I think he was. He might have been seven and of eight from three point land. He that missed last one three pointer. I don't know if it was seven or eight um, or six for seven, but he only missed one, and it was. Yeah. He was shooting some when I thought, "Why? Are, you should probably waste some time." But he kept nailing. I was like, "Whatever, dude." Hard well, you know, you mentioned Majerus, and I I just want to mention a couple things about old Majerus. Do you know? The, when I got acquainted with Majerus is because there was a guy coming. Uh, he graduated high school, and I believe this is 78. He graduates high school, and he's a, a feature figure in an inside sports. It wasn't Sports Illustrated, but a big sports magazine at the time. And they asked him where he was going to school, and he goes, wherever Rick Majerus, Majerus is coaching. And Rick Majerus happened to be at Marquette, and that kid was Glenn Doc Rivers. And Glenn really? Doc Rivers went – to play, as a matter of fact, the reason he's Doc Rivers is because Majerus gave him the nickname. He went to a camp Majerus was at when he was a kid, and he had a Doc J, a Doctor J jersey on, and so Majerus started calling him Doc, and that name has stuck obviously cool. to this now, day. People don't even people my age, and I only know this from reading a little bit, but people my age don't even realize that Doc's not his official first name. Like it's just yeah. That's Doc Rivers. I wouldn't know where that. If that's, you say Glenn really Rivers, cool. you're like, huh? Yeah. Who's Glenn Rivers? But yeah. so, but Porter is right. Porter Moser uh, was was an assistant under him. I think at St. Louis for yes. like four years, and Majerus made such an impact on him, and in fact told him when the Loyola to Chicago job. job, he said, "You need to take this job," and he told him to leave his staff. You need to take this job, and he took this job. And still, he still got Majerus's number in his cell phone, and he still calls it from time to time. I mean, it's it's, it's a cool. neat deal. That's really it's a well, cool deal. Really cool story. Yeah, I'm rooting for him for that because I always like Majerus, and so now I like Moser. There you go. Well, what gets me back to this team is, and why, I, if you really did your research, no one did their research this hard. Obviously, I didn't. This is all hindsight, 2020, but. You could kind of see a little of this coming because they're a team mm-hmm. that has five seniors, three juniors that all play big time minutes. And the five out of the five seniors, they were all freshmen on the roster when they won the CBI, which is the third most prestigious tournament <laughs> that you can win in college basketball. It's the college basketball invitational. And the school, Loyola actually paid two hundred and thirty five thousand dollars to host four games for the tournament. I they don't paid. Think they paid. Wow. I don't think they're paying money for, for this run to the Final Four. They're making bucket loads. But so these guys, Ingram was on that squad, Custer, Richardson, they were all on that team. And so they, I know it's not near the quality, but they know what a tournament run is like. They've had big wins. They've had big losses like we've talked about. And there's something about a group of guys like, like we mentioned. None, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's Ingram goes for 30 or Custer goes for 30 or Richardson goes for 30 or Big Fudge goes for 30 or Crudwig. It just, 
It's whatever. It's so fun to watch because it's just unselfish. It's just the right play. It's what your coach preached to you in middle school practice, and they just do it at a higher level. Hey, the scariest thing that I think they believe they can do it. Yeah, and boy, don't let a team with that much talent and experience get belief. They could win it. I'm rooting for them. It's like we talked about. I guess was it last week where uh, we said that a team that knows each other, you know, is that's a dangerous Mm -hmm. machine too. So they know each other really Mm -hmm. well. And and love each other. I mean, they respect. Yeah. They don't care who gets the the award for best player today. Just win. Yeah, they don't even. They're going to share the Pitsnoggle Award. I think that's the kind of team that they are. <laughs> well, I know they're yeah, waiting perhaps. to figure out who gets the award. They're waiting for that call with bated breath from LJ. But they're just excited to know that it's on the team. But I hope it doesn't affect their game preparation. <laughs> <laughs> well, so all right, I have a question to get the the last thing I want to ask you about Loyola is. I don't know if y'all were, I'm sure y'all were watching the game, but after the game, Ben Richardson, the senior who obviously we mentioned had a huge game, went nuts, couldn't miss. After the game, he, the reporter got him and Custer to talk because they're like roommates. They've known each other since forever. They've been playing ball together and they haven't talked just to go, what's it like? Y'all got, you guys have grown up playing basketball together. And now you're on the biggest stage in college basketball going to the final four. And Ben Richardson, goes oh he like pulls the mic away and says i have to tell this story yeah because custer's talking he pulls the, <laughs> he mic. Pulls the mic away to go this happened the other day where this girl came up to us and said hey can we take your pictures at the hotel and we were like yeah sure and she handed the phone to custer to say hey can you take the team picture with us with the team and then she goes she had the nerve to go oh are you part of the team so, I think Ben Richardson thought that it was people don't believe in us and we still have that chip on our shoulder. But really, it's like no one even knows who you are, Clayton Custer. This is our team. If I'm Custer, I'm kind of pissed that my boy B. Rich had to tell that to the world. Oh, but it's hilarious. He's just breaking his balls yeah. a little bit. You know, on the biggest all. stage they'll ever be yeah. on ever. He's busting his balls. That's how you. You have to do that. That's a real buddy. Yeah, that's that's yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Loyola Chicago game has been as fun as anything. Just their games, like we've talked about, they've been fun to watch. Their runs been fun. K State upsetting teams has been cool. But if you ask me, would I rather watch Loyola Chicago and K State play or Duke and Kansas, two blue bloods, one and two? I'm picking the blue bloods. The upsets are fun, but when we get to this point in the tournament. The, the level of play that that Kansas State Loyola game wasn't as good of a game to watch. It was still fun, but it wasn't as good of a basketball game. So. I don't know. It was pretty fun to me. I enjoyed it. But, you well, know, I was going to say as a as a not huge college basketball fan or even really a barely a college basketball fan, I would I'd much rather watch Loyola's run than than see any game of, of uh, you know, top two teams or whatever. Like, it's just I know. That's me. I think I'm against you there, Kevin. I think that probably it drew people. I know probably us hardheads wanted to see Duke, Kansas, but people came to watch Loyola play today that don't usually watch the tournament. Well, I think that's, you know, like the Red Sox Yankees, like the only people that care are Red Sox Yankees fans. But like the Padres make it in and people care just because it's, you know, someone that's not supposed to be there. Well, and that's what I knew. I realized as I was watching that it's what it is. And the more I've heard people talk about it, like people that I work with that don't really, they they only, they keep up with the final scores just to see if their bracket's any decent at all. 
they were actually wanting to watch Loyola, Kansas State because they're like, oh, Loyola's still in it. This is so cool. Like Sister Jean. <clears throat> and they didn't care about the Kansas Duke game except for they just wanted to know the final score and if it affected their bracket. So it's for people like me because I, I'm watching to know I want to see Marvin Bagley, future pro, Wendell Carter, future pro, and all the guys on Kansas that are going to go pro. And so I'm watching a little bit of that where storylines – like Sister Jean said, San Antonio, get ready. The Ramblers are coming. <laughs> you know, it does bring, oh, I think it brings the majority of people in with this. But personally, I'd rather watch the Blue Bloods. I'd rather have seen Kentucky play Michigan. Interesting. So Michigan now is going to be, since the seeding began in 1970, if they, if they beat Loyola to go to the championship, they will go to the championship without which having to play. Anyway. Which won't happen, right. If they do, they'll go to the championship without playing any team that was a higher seed than them. In fact, they have not played any team that is no, no, no. Who? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You're right. They haven't actually. That's they insanity. have not played one team that is higher than a five seed in wow. the entire tournament. That is such a that quarter of the bracket is insanity. They That's, played Houston as a six seed and beat them on a buzzer beater. That was the highest seed they played so far. So, by the way, Houston's got to be kicking themselves, going, "Wow, we lost to a three on the buzzer and." We might have been the best, the second best team, at least seating wise. But right, that yeah. was that three where the guy split his legs yeah, where Jordan Cole hit all that. <laughs> but so ESPN I mean, stats and info went back and did the research. Since seating began in 1975, Michigan would be the first team ever to reach the title game without playing at least someone with a one or five or in between seating. So they've played no one wow. with the top five seating. And they and they're playing wow. the third, the eleven. They're playing now. the eleven, 11 now yeah. to go to the championship. Maybe it's just wild. Like that's why wow. you can't you can't predict this stuff. It's just it's insane. You can't predict because well, they're, they're going to play a one. They're going to play a one in the championship, yeah. right? Because right, but getting there, they haven't had to play anybody above a six. Right. That's just wild. That's crazy. crazy. You got Michigan, who's I, I'm, blue blood gets overused, but as far as sports in general, just football, basketball, baseball, every sport, Michigan, ton of money at that university, and they're playing a school you've never heard of until this year. So cool. Well, I think whoever comes out the other side, and now all the people you mentioned, Loyola Marymount earlier, and Loyola Marymount. I think there's Loyola Maryland. There's a couple of other ones, Loyola Louisiana. They're now have they're mm-hmm. now forever going to have to say no. I went to. The other Loyola school because Loyola Chicago <laughs> yeah. is the Loyola yeah. school. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. To get on your big winner real quick, because there's not much to hit on because they're just, they're the, so far have been the best team in the tournament to, in my eyes is Villanova, who just, they keep the, la- the last two games against West Virginia and then Texas Tech. They got hit with some punches, but they just reacted and won both games by, I think, double digits. I and mean, they're just, they're good. You know, I think I heard, and and just a quick aside, so I love watching college basketball this time of year, and I love they got Kenny Charles and Clark, uh, you know, talking about the games. I'm just telling you, maybe including you two, Kenny, Clark, uh, Chuck, watching basketball with those guys, man, that would be the best, you know, just sit and have a couple of beers watching college basketball tournament with those guys and y'all. Man, I'd be so, I amazing. do a lot for that. That would be really cool. Uh, but I think it was Kenny that said Villanova has played every kind of team in the tournament that there is. They've played – I mean, West Virginia. Boy. The pressure they bring on you is amazing. I just could not believe. I've heard about Press Virginia, and I've watched them play. But, man, I, I got what they were talking about. I mean, you're a fan. Uh, 
I they know really Ar- bring I'm it. a fan of Arkansas. LJ, we know 40 minutes of hell. We've heard it. You actually watched the real 40 minutes of hell. That has to be the closest thing to 40 minutes of hell since Arkansas won yeah. championship. And that stuff is, I would hate playing it. I mean, I would hate to see the old Arkansas teams play this West Virginia team of Bob Huggins. Man, do they bring yeah. it on defense. Uh, I mean, and something I noticed, and I don't know if Jay Wright was, obviously I think he was doing it on purpose. And, and Kevin, you might remember in this game, but he didn't do it as much. When they're bringing the ball in after a made basket, boy, they would take their time. I mean, you know, you'll see most teams, as soon as that ball comes out of the basket, they're barely stepping out, throwing the ball in. They're they're going. Not Villanova. I mean, they would amble around, take their time to get their guys set up, which also allows West Virginia to get set up. But it worked. It's super interesting uh, because the rest of the ball down the floor doesn't start until that guy picks the ball up. So when the ball goes through the hoop, picks up the he ball. just lets it bounce. And they like look around at the coach. They walk, they walk very gingerly to go to that ball. If you watch, they made it a point to amble. I mean, just take their time. One might even suggest they sashayed <laughs> to take the ball out. I don't know. But they now I will say that Jay Wright, I saw that I got this quote after the game. That was the most physically demanding and mentally demanding 40 minutes we've played in a long time. I'm just telling you, West Virginia brought it. But Villanova won that game. I think they've got a good chance. I think whoever wins on that side, uh, the Kansas uh, Villanova, obviously it'll be a one seed, but they'll be the favorite. By, by far. Now, last time that happened, it was Louisville and the University of Houston, and the winner of that game was the University of Houston in 1983, and they got beat by North Carolina State and Jim Valvano on Lorenzo Charles's dunk. I know y'all weren't around, but I watched that game because I was a big Cougar fan. So it'd be like that. I mean, I've every- seen the highlights on oh. some old, yeah. Oh my God, that was a team too. The Barcelona was it basket interference or was an alley oop? You know, whatever. Yeah, it was a loss to them. Cougars, but uh, anyway, that Nova West Virginia game was really interesting, um, and and I thought shout out. I just want to say shout out to Javon Carter. I lo- he, he's graduated he, now. Yep, he's going to go pro, probably get drafted late. But that guy, he I brings want him it. on my team. He, he brings, brings it. You better he brings put your a hard hat, hat. A sack lunch, and he's ready to go. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> when you're on him, bring your hard hat and your work boots because you're going to put in a day. There is no doubt about it. So, but Dad, you're saying you're saying Nova uh, plays all. They've played all sorts of teams to get to the spot, right? Yeah, so they've played you know a little more finesse teams. They can they can play inside. Spellman was huge against West Virginia in the first of the second half. He was huge blocking shot. He blocked one shot with his and then his got that back dunk. and then got that put back dunk, and that was the turning point. All in that one sequence. Yeah. It was oh, it was yeah, it was. So they it can was. play well, physical. Just, they can play. Mm-hmm. Vanessa, they're the best three-point shooting team, I believe, in the uh, in the far. tourney they're by the best far. Offensive yeah. team in Kim Palm rating. And today, I think today they were four of twenty-four, maybe on their three-point shooting. So they found another way to win yeah. uh, against a good Texas Tech team, a very athletic, good Texas Tech team. I do like Villanova uh, in this, yeah. but that Villanova Kansas game is going to be a fantastic game. And oh, by the way, Villanova has won all of them by multiple, like ten points. Like it's not, it ends up yeah. not being that close. Yeah. Well, that just that takes me back to the interview that Kevin did with uh, Aaron Torres. And if people at home hadn't listened to that yet, like Mm -hmm. that, that was good. The good one. But he was talking about, you know, a team that that can win games against all types of people. Um, That's a well-coached team. And that's a team that you look for to win games. And and that's what we're looking at in Villanova. I agree with what you're saying, Dad. That's 
That's awesome. I do remember he said that talking about Tony Bennett at Virginia was not able yep. to. Right. To, and Jay Wright apparently is able to make those adjustments uh, against whatever he's playing against. That's I a do. scary team. A team that can adjust mm-hmm. is a scary team. Interestingly, y'all, y'all brought up Aaron. Aaron tweeted today, by the way, good follow at Aaron underscore Torres. But he said he, he noted that Villanova since 2013 has not had back-to-back losses in wow. over five years, which is wow. shows how Jay Wright is an incredible coach. Jeez. For five years, you've, it's the longest streak in college basketball, and that just blows my mind. So yep. I want to talk a little, give a little shout-out to Bill Self in Kansas. Bill Self's had a lot of trouble in the Elite Eight. I think he's now three and seven. He was two and seven coming into today in the Elite Eight. So I'm happy for old Bill Self. He's a good coach, deserves some credit. Mm-hmm. But my favorite guy on that team is my boy, Makai Luke. And he's the shooter, about 6'7". I just see so much. I don't know if you remember him, Dad. He's the Russian guy that is like mm-hmm. small forward. And I see Clay Thompson in him all over the place. I mean, he just he cuts really well. He's a, a fantastic shooter, shoots like 45% from three, 90% free throw shooter. And I think he only averages like 11 points per game because he just plays so within the offense. If he ever gets to an NBA team that really starts saying, hey, let's make you a focal point of the offense, he could be a stud. He just does everything right. He doesn't do anything wrong. And he wins the award. If we start giving out the award, uh, we might start it this year, the Deceptively Athletic Award, which I think we all know who that goes to. It's a a way of just saying a white guy's good at sports. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. He might, That's he another might way to say March it. Madness. <laughs> well, can I can I ask a question a little old basketball, but a little off basketball? Yeah, so, yeah, bring it. Okay, so I've been watching. I don't watch TBS a lot, but ever? you know, <laughs> during the games ever, they are promoting some of the shows that they have on. Do you are you guys aware that Snoop Dogg has got a game <laughs> show? No. Yeah. Snoop Dogg has a game show on TBS called Joker's Wild. And so, like, they they flip this big, like, it's like a a slot machine, and you flip it, and you really went big if 420 comes up three times. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to have to watch this and see what is this about. Oh, man. Okay, but they got one more. They got one more that I'm (laughs) going to for sure watch. That's not it. There's more. Um, They've got one called. The last OG starring <laughs> Tracy Morgan. I mean, oh, I have seen the I'm in. For that. I oh, am that in, amazing. guys. That sounds amazing. And Tiffany Haddish is in it. So I love Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. She's hilarious. I do too. I'm just saying, I'm going to start watching TBS a lot more. <laughs> yeah. So TBS so. has done a good job in in their commercials during this this run, huh? Hey, Snoop Dogg doing a game show. I got to check <laughs> that mean, out. I'm I just. Mean, <laughs> so, speaking of commercials during these games, what do y'all – I love – you mentioned earlier, I love Chuck. I love Charles Barkley. He's hilarious to me. And I think him and Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Spike Lee are all funny. And they, they do these commercials now, and they do too much. And I just yeah. – I don't think they're near as funny as they could be. They try way too hard to be funny. And also, Chuck tries – I don't know if I'm Chuck, I don't want to be the stupid guy, but he tries too hard to be the stupid guy. Yeah. And it's just, I don't think it's that right. good. I mean, Kevin knows from experience, you got to just like, let it be. That's how you really sell it. You got to naturally be the stupid guy. Uh, 
no, I agree with you. And man, this, I think all of, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was nice. That was nice. I think all of the, <laughs> Ooh, I think a lot of the media from, from this March madness is trying too hard. Like those awful, like, what are they like rap videos that they make? And have you seen those where they have like cartoonish sort of stuff? I don't know. It's, Oh yeah. They're awful. Yeah, they're trying just... so hard to be cool and they're just not, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the deer and the cantaloupe play. I mean, <laughs> like you know, Chuck, Chuck yeah. and them are funny they're, just in general. Let's not, don't try too hard to make yeah. it yeah, funny. Just turn the camera on and let them be them. It just, yeah. and you'll catch a moment. Just yeah. don't tell them what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I will say that the commercial where Chuck says that he locks his funds whenever he gets around smoked meat. That did kind of make me laugh a little bit. He locks up his credit card because he spends too much. That's probably yeah, true. That, that one was a better than the other. Probably because they just turned the camera on and started recording. Yeah, and that just was just an original that. Chuck. Yeah. That was a Chuckism. <laughs> I want to get on. These are just some random thoughts that go through go through the old dome at times. And uh, who who decided that some fruit should be peeled and some you just eat regular. Like, who was like, you know what? If you take this peel off this banana, it's a lot easier to chew. It tastes better. Like, who decided that one day? You know what? I bet the second guy to bite into one. <laughs> probably. Someone bit into a banana and said, oh, this ain't bad. Try this. And then another guy's like, right. <laughs> or, or I maybe bet it was like the second the two- guy. Two guys are sitting there eating. One's eating the apple, and they're loving it. And the other guy's eating orange. And it's like this is just not that good. And then Kevin's over there taking a bite out of a watermelon, saying, "Whatever." (laughs) Trying to breaking my teeth on this watermelon. (laughs) I just want to know when that was that an Adam Eve thing? Did Eve go like after after one of them bit into the apple? They realized, whoa, that orange tastes way better if we peel the take the peel off of (laughs) it. I bet she was a pretty early discovery, but yeah. Well, like the coconut, right? The coconut they had to hit on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're not biting a coconut. I've never, never tried to eat a raw coconut. <laughs> well, I'd say don't. Dark Surprising. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, you, I mean, nuts too. You know, you have to crack open a pecan or whatever. Like, I, it's pretty human nature. Have you seen people with peanuts that'll just eat the whole shell and everything? No. Just like. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. people do Y'all that. Y'all have never tried that? No. Oh, it's terrible. Swear. Hand up. Yeah. Not I, sober. I've tried that. No. You've, you've done it sober, Kevin? Well, okay. So, okay. So that's happened, a no. That's a no. Well, it happened on accident. By the way, another thing you can do this with the sunflower seeds, but when, when I get there now, but I bit into a, a peanut to kind of open it up, you know, and I accidentally crushed it a little too much. And then I just kind of started chewing. Really don't taste bad. Yeah. I mean, not uh, crazy. No, I don't. Yeah. If it doesn't taste bad, you're not crazy. That's I think that's the truth in it. Yeah. If it's stupid and it works, it's not stupid, right? Well, it works. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's the narration of my life. <laughs> if if you like, I just I so next time we get hanging around, I'm gonna get a bunch of shelled okay. peanuts and we're gonna both snack <laughs> and I'm gonna peel mine and Where are not. you gonna try one? And are you going to try? I'll try one. No, I've done it before. I told you I, when I'm sober, I don't ever do it. I've, (laughs) I did try it one time and it was just terrible. Well, maybe it was because you weren't in a state where you could totally appreciate it. You know, maybe maybe I'll try. You got the wrong, you got the wrong nut. I'll, I'll, (laughs) I'll, 
I'll try it one more time. Okay. All I'll right. do it. All right. I'll commit to that. Another thought. Okay. Yeah, another thought. That's all for this week on Let's Make Dad Try Some Crazy Shit. <laughs> <laughs> another thought. So, actually, I'm, I might be with Dad coming up this week, so I'll make sure that he tries a peanut. I might even get, a fil- get some film of him trying a peanut mm. the right way. But right. <laughs> another thought I have is why I don't know why, but I don't I don't like it when a female calls me a dude or a man. Like when they say like, dude, what are you doing? I don't know. I just don't. Why it, not? Like because know, somebody just because somebody called him that recently that he wished wouldn't have. That's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. No, see, and that's my first thought was it, it's going to be because it's like a it's like you friend get zone-y. friend zoned by yeah. an attractive girl or something, you know, but. It it isn't that way. It's it's about a, a a female recently that I have no attraction to. Just she says man a lot, and she'll just be like, "Hey man," or "Hey thanks man," or "What are you doing, man?" And for some reason, I just don't. I don't know. It just I don't like it. That's, weird to me. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't. I don't mind at all. In fact, sometimes I'll accidentally call Hannah a dude, and she'll just call me. A, I don't know. It's funny. It's like kind of goofy and endearing. I think. So, so I don't know. It's for some reason it's. I think I'm I, with the. I, it's a guy. It's like a, us guys, and and I maybe I don't know if this is if this is like a sexist thing of me, but for some reason I just don't know why. But I don't like it. I think I called Tammy. I said something like, "Hey, dude," one time, and she looked at me with no apology in her <laughs> eye and said, "I am not a dude." <laughs> and that was the last time I called her dude. So um, I kind of get it. I don't know. It's more of a more of a guy thing. I think. No, no. I, I it doesn't bother me either way. Speaking of guys, um, would y'all rather be a manager or a bench warmer in a sport? What sport would you want to be like the bench warmer for? Because it'd be kind of cool to be the bench warmer in March Madness, the guy that just goes nuts, yeah, and goes because the camera always pans to the bench, yeah. So you're getting some airtime every time. Is there a specific sport that you would choose, or no? We talking about like amateur wise, like like we're not like not bringing in how much you could get paid to do it. Yeah, not 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 looking at think about the, like the fun aspect wise. of it. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I guess yeah. if you want to be a groupie of a band, that could be in there too. Well, a groupie. Maybe. Well, define groupie. What 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 job duties are are uh, under the definition of groupie? Uh, in my mind, it's just travel with them. Okay. Well, I think okay. okay. Well, you've you should watch Almost Famous, Kevin. It's a very good movie. About I love groupies. it. It's a great movie. It's one of the best of all time. But if groupie just means travel with them and party with them. I might pick groupie, but I, I think, think there's some well, other see, job think, activities that might be required. Yeah. See, that. I think I think when when you consider like bench warmer, you consider roadie or guitar tech, right? Like I think that's more accurate to okay. like what the because you still got a job to do, but like you don't have to do it still all the practice. time. And, you still go through the scrimmages. Yeah, okay. So would you rather be a roadie or like or or a manager or bench warmer for a sport? I think hmm. boy, that's a roadie would be question. fun though. A roadie would be fun. Well. I've never been a roadie. My athletic skill set set me up perfectly for the bench warmer slash manager <laughs> yeah. role. So I've done that one before. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad, you know. I, I like the camaraderie of the team, but also the it'd be cool to be a roadie too. I, I think, think I think I'm with, with you though. I think March Madness basketball teams are tight knit, small groups of people. That's fun, um, and the camaraderie, and then yeah, like being on this on the big stage like that, that'd be fun. It's like 14 or 15 of y'all that always travel yeah. together. Speaking of this, a manager at Michigan, I've, oh, I wish I knew his name, Robinson, I think. He got in in that blowout against Texas A&M. He was a manager and then got to be a walk-on senior and got in in the game and hit a three. Oh, wow. And, 
in the Staples cool. Center for the Sweet 16. That's cool. That has got to be awesome. Man. Also, speaking of the guys on the bench, I don't know how to feel about the guy on the bench that is the pull-me-back pull guy. You know, like when something wild yeah. goes on and guys are going yeah. crazy – the guy that is the guy on the bench that pulls everyone back, part of me's like, screw you, let me live. This is the best moment of our life probably yeah. ever right now. Don't pull me back. But another part of me is like, you know, you're doing a job that yeah. is needed. You're making sure we don't get on the court and, and get, get a tackle. Yeah. But I, let me live. Let me live. This is our moment. <laughs> this is our chance. I'm going wild. If I want to get a technical foul stupid. and lose the game, yeah, let me do it. Damn it. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my decision to make for the 15 of us. <laughs> this is my chance to for the camera to pan over to me and me look like a total dumbass. Not hard for me to do. Just let it happen. Let me live. <laughs> All right. Last question. Last random question. Does anyone else have dots on the left eye of their pants? So on your. Why do you ask? Yeah. On your jeans, your shorts. uh what jeans like jeans khaki pants i'll end up with like dots on the left side on my thigh and i figured out why finally okay i use click pins all the time and apparently i put in my pocket and while i'm sitting either my waist belly clicks them or i don't click them before i put them in there but (laughs) it's on it's like on and there i'm a connoisseur of good pins so these are very well inked pins and it starts to ink up and all of a sudden i'm like what the hell? Why is this blue mark on my left eye? And I finally realized it because it poked me. And I realized my, if, I, if you look inside out, I have ink marks on all my pockets. It just on some of them, it actually goes through the pocket. Do you want a solution for that? What's the solution? Uh, be smarter. Uh, That's first get one. Shirt pockets. Get a shirt pocket and put them there. That's where they go. Then I'm going to end up with blue spots on my titty. Come no, on. Now. You have to unpoke. You have to unclick them. We'll get a pocket protector. Yeah, we'll get a pocket protector next, right? Okay. No, don't yeah, get a pocket and, protector. And just get some bifocals. You should also and, have a slide rule hooked to your belt just in case at any given moment you need to pop out your slide rule. Yeah, I also wear I also wear my phone on the outside of my belt. Oh, yeah. You're right. Right. So you can You're right. Pull it out just quickly. have ink spots on your left thigh. <laughs> That's better. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Look. That's- Look, we all have we all have blemishes and I deal with mine one way and you deal with yours the other. Okay, fine. You're a grown ass man. Let's end it all off the way we always do. Dad, what anything anything been in your ears lately? What you been listening to? You know, yes, I actually have a really good answer to this because I'm going to name an album that quite possibly is it is in the top three of all time. And I just happened to be driving to Little River this weekend and I put on Eagles Hotel California. Oh my God. Yep. Just if you don't own that album, go buy it. And if you're mad about it, let me know and I'll commiserate. Well, I'll take it from you. But it's just, (laughs) it is one of the best albums of all time. It truly is. So I've been listening to some old school Eagles Hotel California, the album. It was fantastic. Nice. Nice. That's that's solid choice. You know, well, on that real quick, uh, I did see I I'll have to look, but I think I saw that CDs actually outsold digital downloads this month. So that kind of throws back to something we talked about recently. I mean, it the the majority of sales are still or the majority of music consumption is still like Spotify and stuff like that. But more people are buying CDs than iTunes or at least they were this month. So, you know, maybe CDs won't go away. We'll see. But anyway, um, 
Well, I'm listening to uh, this. Uh, she's an artist uh, known as uh, Tash Sultana. Um, she's, I think, from either Australia or New Zealand. She was like a street performer that has like gotten her life together through music. And she's like uh, 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 Katie Tunstall, not stylistically, but remember, she used to kind of play every instrument like on a loop pedal and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. She does this. There's this one really great video I'll post on the website um, where she does MGMT's electric feel. And she's got just like 89 pedals around her and she's got two different microphones and it's now you've got me yeah, intrigued. No, check this out. I'll I'll have this up when the episode's up, and it's just it's worth your time. It is so good. Cool. Very cool. Well, and I just went back to a once again, I haven't I need to get more into something a little newer, but I just keep going back to older things that I know I like. You know, why fix it ain't broke, I guess. But Explosion yeah, in the Sky. Sure. I think me and you might have talked about it recently, but I've been listening to some Explosion in the Sky and just all of it in general. It wasn't just one album, but yeah. in particular, I actually don't know their songs that well by name because most of it's instrumental. Right. But So Long, Lonesome, and Your Hand and Mine are two. I think the reason yeah. I started, I got back into them here recently is because, and it makes sense, it's a good time for it. One of the March Madness, like, I don't know if it was a promotional video or if it was, you know, how like the countdown shows will do like stories about it. They played Your Hand and Mine. Yeah. And it was just playing while the team's doing it. And I, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I want to hear them. So the other night, I just that's put a it on play. Classic sports song. Like that's that's from Friday Night Lights. Like that's yeah. I the drama of sports is told through that it, song. It puts and me, the drama it, of it life, puts me right like, back man. into the fields of like high school football playoffs. Like it just it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I've been listening to. They're just they're good. Have you listened to the album All of a Sudden I Miss Everyone front to back? No, I don't think I have. Is that a, is that a set aside, like set aside 90 minutes or so and do that because it's, it's, it takes you on a journey. It's really good. Is it a good, it, it might, that might be my next writing listen. Cause I like this throwing yeah. something on. They're really yeah. good I for that kind of stuff. I think I yeah. Yeah. that's why, that's mm-hmm. when I like to put them on is when I'm writing something. So I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the just press play podcast. Uh, as always, Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. We're going to keep up with the Just Press Play bracket challenge updates uh, on the scores. See who's going to get that shirt. Who gets the opportunity to accept or decline an invitation on the show. It just depends if you want to <laughs> indulge yourself in conversations such hey, as If these. I hold my last place spot, does that mean I get to come on the show too? Or <laughs> am I kicked off immediately? <laughs> you could just take LJ's spot on the show. <laughs> LJ, if you can't beat if you can't beat Sean, who's rolling dice for every game, then you might have to take a week off. You're suspended. <laughs> Shout out to Sean. But thanks for listening. We appreciate it. As always, make sure you're subscribing. Shoot, leave us a review if you're feeling a little, a little, spicy. A little crazy. And uh, yeah, hit us on Twitter, on Facebook. If there's anything that we forgot or we're wrong about, or just. If, if you got a problem with something one of us said, which is very possible. So, or, or if you end up with dots on your left eye, because it happens to probably the majority of us. And if you do so, and you uh, want one, Pops has a solution. Just see me. <laughs> and for this week's episode, peace. Peace out. Peace.